Welcome to the show, everyone. My name is Pete Wright, and I'm here with Dane Christensen. Hello. And Megan Strand. Crickets. Oh, Crickets. Megan's not here today. And we did that little bit of silence so that when she listens to it, she'll feel bad. <laughs> it's just uh, it's just us today, Dane. This is awful. There is a chance this show will be three and a half hours long. Right. No, that's that's the one. This the show will not lack interesting content. It just will require some self-discipline. That's right, because Megan is usually the gateway. When you know when she's gone silent, she's sick of what we're talking about and that we need to move on. That's uh we right. We'll right. we'll have we'll practice self-control. We must show great restraint. But I don't know how we're going to do it with this first story, which has me in stitches. This is the uh, the Colbert play. What tell us about the Colbert play here? Right. So, so yesterday's uh, Colbert Report uh, had this great little piece, and it's super funny and very worth watching on, uh, what is it, ColbertNation.com. Yeah. Um, anyway, a little five-minute clip that he does on, uh, the, on soap operas, I guess the soap opera industry in general, I, if that's the right word. Um, but yeah, a few uh, big-name shows have canceled over the years, and their viewership is down like 80%. Some of your favorite shows, right? I mean, what is it? Guiding oh, yeah. Light? And, Guiding uh, Light. Was just, it just Days when of they were about to, Just when they were about to, uh, what did he say? Uh, resolve all the conflicts or something like that? <laughs> all those storylines, <laughs> they canceled. <laughs> we're all going to come together, and then they canceled. Yeah. Um, really funny. But anyway, so he's <laughs> he's got these examples of the most extreme, over-the-top product placement I've ever seen. Uh, one was uh, Chex Mix, and the other was Cheerios. And it, it, it you just feel like you're honestly watching an infomercial. It, it's that deliberate. So, it is. Uh, it, now, product placement is, I mean, it's it's pretty much everywhere anyway, right? I mean, I, I, right, we've, we've seen, right. I remember I, I, I took a clip out of, out of an alias uh product uh, alias episode this was a couple several years ago obviously since alias hasn't been on the air in a long time but i use it a lot because it's it's one of those that felt really deliberate then where the two main characters it's uh, what's her name sydney bristow and her father jack are sitting in a uh, a ford hybrid suv <laughs> and this is how they I'm played it. it it was the best I mean, I just, I get the giggles just thinking about it because, okay, so they're sitting there and, and they're having this, you know, brooding father-daughter, yes, and we're both spies conversation. And uh, and he says to her, I notice you're in the new Ford Hybrid. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. And she says, uh, she says, and her answer is, yes, it's silent. All the better to sneak up on people. Wow. I mean, yeah. I mean, it was like that. It was like it was like it's the reason I bought a hybrid as a spy is because it's so quiet, and wow. and then they cut to a zooming sort of tracking close up of the Ford hybrid emblem on the back of the car as they pull up into this old warehouse to execute their <laughs> operation. And I thought that is just brilliant. Now, cut to this Colbert clip where they show a Cheerios product placement. That is so ripe with sexual tension. I had to take my shirt off. I—I I mean, I've never seen anything like it. It was brilliant. I—I uh, I, I just laughed so hard. Oh my gosh. Uh, and, and you know, I guess there are differing opinions apparently um, about how to go about product placement advertising. Because um, my personal opinion is. Um, 
that it works best when uh, when it's when you don't know its product placement. Um, you know, somebody's driving a certain kind of car. And it's never mentioned. It's never made obvious. It's somebody is eating a certain kind of candy bar, but there's no close up of the wrapper. There's no. But you know, it's riskier. I'm sure to do that. And um, if there's a lot of money being spent, uh, and and what I don't have is access to data about the effectiveness of certain kinds of placement. Right. Well, that's what I was going to ask. I mean, because there's. Uh, I, I mean, uh, does it does it work? It may be a short term right. way to get to to you know keep the lights on, uh, but but I I don't have any uh, I, I don't have any well, understanding. I mean, it, I other guess, than I mean, here we are talking about how ridiculous it looks, but you know, are you going to go buy Cheerios? Well, it, you know, I guess when I say it it works best, I'm actually not thinking so much from the marketer's perspective. Probably, I, I think the I think what's uh, tough there is i'm thinking of not being distracted watching a movie um you, you know like I, i'm thinking it's really annoying to know you're 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 in the middle of a story and you've now shifted to being pitched a product um it doesn't i don't like it i mean i don't i and i think that it's um i think artistically i guess right i, I mean it's just uh it doesn't work but yeah i mean if you're Cheerios, gosh, do you really? I mean, other than the fact that it might turn viewers off and it might, you know, be sort of the beginning of the end of the show um, when viewers feel sort of duped. Yeah. Um, otherwise, do you, do you, yeah, like you say, if you were watching that particular episode, well, maybe. Do you watch? Uh, do you watch the um, Thirty Rock? I do watch the Thirty Rock. That that is a show I think that does product placement exceptionally well. I, Totally agree with you. The uh, the they did a I think it was in the first or second season where they did a they had a whole uh, a whole catalog of episodes with Snapple as right. their product right. and and it was it was just like you described except you know more sort of Salvador Dali than anything else where the, the they'd be waiting for an elevator and the elevator would open <laughs> and there'd be some random dude standing there in a full body Snapple outfit like costume right. it plushy costume and and they wouldn't you know either they wouldn't talk about it or they would make it absurdly obvious uh, which in the context of a comedy works really well the clips that they show on this Colbert video uh, which we will put into the uh, show notes uh, you really I mean it, it makes me feel bad for these actors more than anything else I know. that's the distracting I felt- part you're right about that. Like, yeah, I'm just sort of watching their faces thinking, well, these guys are good actors because I want to get into healthcare. And so I feel like I should eat better. And, and, you know, I mean, it's, (laughs) I mean, yeah, I'm just waiting for them to just, I I mean, it had to be multiple takes and I I don't know. I mean, it's just got to be kind of, what can we learn from this though? I mean, is there anything we can learn from, from what they're doing? I, are there any lessons besides don't make it look so stupid? (laughs) You know, again, I, I, I hate to jump to too many conclusions without data to say, uh, you know, something sold a product or actually, you know, worked. But I, I, I and I also would love to know, for instance, in the 30 Rock example, was that Snapple saying, hey, we want uh, we want whatever we want to do product placement in, in a big way, but we'll let your writers handle it so that it'll fit into the the tone of the show. And you know what I mean? Like everybody will be in on it. And it and it'll be you know you guys know how to do the characters you guys know the storyline you make it work because that's what I'm assuming happened because you're you know it did fit it didn't feel like you know uh, an agency or a company said hey we really 
we really want our hands all over this, which yeah. that's what it felt like with the soap opera thing was like, you know, Cheerios executives had basically forced this one in and the writers of the show, although maybe, maybe the writers of the show aren't super clever on uh, the soap operas and, you know, um, but anyway, yeah, I, I think, I think here's the lesson I would, I would say, and I, I don't know that it's, a, well, I don't know if it's a lesson. Here's what I would say about it though, that I think the product really, it works best when the product sort of fits the, the, um, the show that everything sort of lines up, that there's maybe there's some match and, uh, you know, without feeling too forced and you know, that, that, um, it's not going away. I think that's the biggest point that you sort of introduced it with is, you know, it, it, we're, it's not ever going away. It's going to become more and more, uh, and, and partly because of DVRs, uh, maybe, maybe primarily because of DVRs, but, um, yeah, there's just no question we're going to continue to see it. And I think, you know, that at times we'll like it and at times we won't. And I just, I think the formulas, in my opinion, again, is, is primarily just, does it, does it fit? Is that, does it just, does it disrupt the flow or, you know, does it sort of enhance or at least not take away from, you know, I just found a, um, a research paper by Seyun Choi did on you? the, uh, yes, I did. Because that's uh, my pen name. Is it? It is the effectiveness of product placement, the role of plot connection, product involvement, and prior brand evaluation. And there, it is ripe with charts and graphs. Well, there we go. Uh, but it's really, really long, and so I don't have the answers to it right now. But I'll post a link to it on the uh, on the the. Uh, the I guess you got to ask the question to get an answer. Yeah, you and really you do. Mean standard deviations. Uh, I mean, it's uh, you know this. Wow. It's, it's got. Uh, but you know what? And 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 we'll move on here. But yeah. uh, I would say um, that that whatever the rules were two years ago, they've probably changed today, and yeah. will be a little different two years from now because yeah. people will have different expectations, you know, the audience will, you, you know, things that work today just may not, you know, I mean, the rules are just, I think, evolving, and they will continue to evolve. Well, and I think we have less patience or tolerance. Um, you know, the the elasticity of our patience is, uh, is growing taut. Uh, and I think when people are confronted by this, you know, eventually, it just gets annoying. And that eventually yeah. is, is becoming compressed. Like, I, I it's not going to take long for me just not to want to watch, watch my shows anymore, if they're going to annoy me with these kinds of Cheerios ads. Right. Right. Uh, so yeah, I mean, right. I'm, I may stop uh, DVRing the soap operas. Yeah, I mean, you should. That's that's a way to take night during take, Daddy's cry time. During Daddy's cry time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's talk about Tron. Can we talk about Tron? Let's I do. Think, I think it was the first, our first episode when I talked about how excited I was that this movie is I coming know. out, and and it is now imminent. It's next next month. I think what is it, December tenth? And uh, I thought you were such a nerd when you said you were so excited because I had not was not aware of how completely amazing the show looks like it's going to be actually so are you taking it back now are you do you take I'm it taking back it back fun? that's what i'm saying that's awesome i'm gonna yeah. i'm gonna just let you buy my ticket uh to, to make it up to me <laughs> i what is this uh what is this resd mashup um so pete you've got um maybe you can just fill in the gaps as i i just i'll try and be brief but um uh Anyway, you'll be there to support me, right? Yeah. You'll be my safety net. <laughs> right. um, so an unemployed guy, out of work, whatever, um, but very talented sort of uh, amateur editor, I guess. O- occupationally um, challenged. <laughs> occupationally challenged in Colorado. Uh, spent a whole lot of time uh, putting together a 
he took clips that were available of this upcoming release, um, clips that he could sort of find online from trailers and, you know, whatever sort of, you know, been, been leaked out there. And he did his own trailer for it. Uh, and instead of, um, cause I think they use Daft Punk is kind of the, 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 uh, the group that does the soundtrack and the, and the music for the movie, but he used uh, glitch mob, um, mm-hmm. from Los Angeles, uh, which he's a big fan of and used uh, one of their songs to actually sort of create a new trailer um, on his own time, you know, just as a fan of Tron and as a fan of Glitched Mob. So it's it's neat, sure, but here's what's interesting, and this is, you know, I think, Pete, where you and I, you know, really just sort of dig into this story, is the producer, uh, I, I would never have known about this little mashup, I'm sure, had the producer not in, in a uh, teleconference, I think a week or two weeks ago, uh, shared this with, I don't remember if it was shareholders or what, but the, the conversation was, you know, how are we going to use social media uh, uh, to spread the word and, and promote the film? And his comment was, wow, you know, we were doing a search the other day and we came across this, you know, whatever, this fan-created um, uh, trailer and we think it's the greatest thing, and it's an it's a representation of how motivated and how devoted our fans are, and 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 basically just the green light, you know. I mean, they used copyright material, um, but there was no slap on the wrist of any kind. There was like, hey, isn't this great? And and it is great. And I think uh, the problem with that kind of thing is that guy could very well have gotten a phone call from the lawyers, you know, at is it Universal right. or Disney? Um, I guess it's Disney, right? Anyway, could very well have gotten a lawyer saying, shut it down and, you know, you're using copyrighted images and we have total control of that because that's the kind of thing that usually happens. Right. So, inconsistency. Well, it, it, that That's really what gets me riled up about it. Because, it, you know, this is, uh, well, and to, to give credit where credit's due, the guy's name's Josh Prescott. Um, and he, uh, you know, he, I think he had just, he's got some great ideas. He, he talked to Wired about how he's, he's done this before, uh, more as a tribute than anything else. And I think that tr- mm-hmm. the word tribute's really important here because, you know, in this case, we have, uh, you know, the producers saying, you know, we understand it's a tribute. We we like that they did that, and we're going to support it. Right. But the fact that they can do it when, you know, the vast majority of the entertainment industry sees it as, uh, you know, uh, um, copyright infringement, uh, it shows how silly the current state of the law is, uh, and uh, and that it's that in- inconsistent application, and and it just, uh, you know. Boy, if we're going to talk about a lesson, it's it's this is really the anomalous entry into the into yeah. the uh, canon because it just you know you don't get the opportunity to do this and be singled out and and hailed as you know creative and inspiring uh, for your work that often when you when you do these sorts of mashups. It is really and, cool, and the music is awesome, and it's easy to it's easy to kind of get lost in. It just makes you look forward to the movie that much more, I think. Right. It does. Right. It does nothing but help the movie Tron, um, and for that matter, the band uh, Glitch Mob. Um, you know, I mean, yeah. it does really. It does nothing but help those guys. Um, but you know, it was done without permission, and it was done, you know, using material that's otherwise protected as as uh, by copyright owners. Um, but there's just yeah, there's there's no question that uh, if you're able to take that position and say. Hey, this is a great thing, and you know, and and sort of spread the news about it and get people watching it. Yeah. Um, I mean, who loses there? Other than you know, there there are lawyers sitting on their shoulders saying, "Hey, 
jump all over that, pull yeah. it back. We've got to own it. We've got to control it. We've got to control the message. We've got to be in, you know, we can't let people, you know, just do this kind of thing. Or, you know, is it okay when it's positive, but it's not okay when it's negative? Yeah, which, what's negative? Who who gets right. to decide what's negative? I, I don't know. Well, I, here's one that's really positive, though, for me. It's this Tron game. Have you seen this Tron game? Have you played the iPhone uh, Tron I game? have not. This uh, is a... I, a Coke yeah. branded, Coca-Cola, Coke Zero branded Tron movie tie-in game. And it it is, I think, one of the most clever uses of the technology that in, in terms of a co-branded um, right. entertainment experience that I yeah. have seen. The the function of the game is really, you know, is very cool. Um, it uses your phones. This is an iPhone-only game, as far as I understand. Um, uh, it uses the iPhone's GPS to place you as a dot on the Tron light cycle grid, right? And so you see this virtual grid uh, with a little dot in the middle that's you. Um, and as you move, your little dot moves around this game grid with the light cycle trail from the movie, you know, behind you. And and all of uh, the Tron aficionados know what happens when you run into somebody else's light cycle trail, <laughs> you blow up. This, or, this was this was the premise of the video game. This back was the, in the premise uh, exactly. 80s. I spent way too much of my Saturday morning <laughs> video game money on Tron. So uh, you're on this game grid, and you can you can hook it up with other people who also have their little uh, you know light cycle uh, walls that trail behind them. And you're as you move around the city, you are dragging this line behind you, and you can run into each other's walls. And it's, so it's essentially turning your immediate vicinity into this Tron game grid where you run into each other you should go to the video we'll place it on the uh on the uh, show notes and, 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 and watch was, it and this was done by coca-cola well it's a coke branded game it's just an extremely clever it, it's one of those this is why i think it's so useful you get a lot of these um apps in the you know the app economy that are co-branded apps that are really stupid and you can tell they're just thrown together um you know just to put the name of the movie or the name of the brand out there and which is which is fine but they don't add a lot of utility or entertainment to your life this is one of those games that if you have a couple of people who who you know like running around uh and uh, you know it's like hide and seek for for the uh, for the tron kind of uh grown-up generation well, and, and, and here's really what cool. i Here's what I'd say to kind of tie this into that whole product placement conversation is, you know, I think as you and I were talking about product placement, I, I think, I don't know, I mean, I, my general feeling is that um, if you let the writers of the show rather than the advertisers, you know, handle the content or, or handle how it's done, it can be done very well. And in this case, I would say maybe the parallel is if you're a product uh, and, you know, you want to do co-branding, that's sort of the initial idea. Let let real game developers develop yeah. it, you yeah. know? I People mean, who so, understand the technology they're working with. Which is just, again, this is just an assumption that, that uh, you know, it wasn't an ad executive that came up with the game, that it was probably somebody who's really understands yeah. and has a creative mind about games. And, you know, there you go. And now it's good. Well, it, so, it, it ended yeah. up being a really neat way to use it. And it's, it's um, you know, it goes to our next story, too. It's this sort of the 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 kind of... Uh, re-pairing uh, of offline and online. You know, in the case of the Tron game, it gets people up and moving uh, because the game doesn't work if you just sit still. You know, you have to actually run around and and uh, and by the way, you can't use it in a car. Uh, the game actually fails you the faster you go. Um, so you know, they encourage you not to get on a motorcycle and actually drive around the city <laughs> like a bat out of hell. Uh, 
But the the next story is uh, is about oh, Google funny. Goggles. Now, do you use uh, you, Google Goggles? Do you know what this no. is? I've, I've never used it. Google Goggles is fantastic. On the Android, it's just called Goggles. On, on iPhone, it's, um, it is uh, inside the Google app that you can download for free in the uh, App Store. Uh, essentially, what, you, what you're doing with Google Goggles is you, you take pictures of things or people, and it, it submits that picture to the uh, Google service and then uh, uh, gives you information on whatever the subject of that picture is. So you can take a picture of a famous piece of artwork or a photograph or a statue or, in many cases, of a person. Uh, and, uh, you know, it'll bring up information on that person. It is a it is like magic. It's like it's one of those things that makes you feel like you're living in the future uh, when you actually use Google Goggles. And now, real quick, does this is this the one that plugs into like Google Earth or Google Maps, where you might actually look at um, whatever you know, like it's a, a pier, Santa Monica Pier, and and Google will have sort of put everybody's photos that they've submitted of that and try to sort of piece them together to create an image no that's photosynth that's a okay. that's a Sorry. microsoft thing and uh more you, uh, you really you know you can't that, that's off. like that's <laughs> like not kosher anymore you've just mentioned microsoft and google in the same thing and that's hurts us not kosher anymore not kosher not technologically kosher no it's not it, it is although that is really cool and if they were doing something that is microsoft with it, right. it would it would be great though no this is this really is just you take a picture with your phone and it gives you information on that but it's it, it, until you really use it and see it work you don't quite get how cool it is uh, sort of like the uh the yelp monocle yeah they have it is exactly it's kind of right. like oh that's probably weird and then when you show it to somebody you're like what? Oh man, that is just this so is useful. Space age. Well, so what? The, this is now the marketing connection. Uh, so now we have uh, Google goggles working with Buick, Disney, uh, Diego, T-Mobile, and Delta to take their offline or their print ads and Google gog- goggleify <laughs> them. They're they're nice. calling them goggles enabled, and so there's a little uh, there's a little marker on these print ads. And if you take your phone and you take a picture of the uh, the open magazine in front of you, it will take you to um, a landing page on your phone that gives you more information or video or you know other extended media um, about whatever you're looking at. What do we think of this? I- Here's what I think of it, uh, and and I'm gonna go back to product placement again <laughs> to come up with the parallel. But you know, as you were talking about product placement, and your basically your patience is growing thin, um, and that that maybe is going to be driving the way that evolves. I think of this uh, what you're what you're talking about, <clears throat> and I think it's you know part of what motivates I think your patience wearing thin. And in, in the other example, is an example like this where it's becoming so much uh, truer, I guess. Um, And these are all sort of, in my opinion anyway, predictions being fulfilled that, wow, the consumer wants to be in control. We don't want to see advertising that doesn't uh, relate to our interests or or match our interests. We, we, you know, um, we don't mind advertising if it's what we want to see when we want to see it. And, and so who can predict, you know, how, how that's going to come about in, in over the next year or two years. But here's an example right here of, well, you know, it's not that you, you know, that when you're getting vanity fair, it's full of ads and you may or may not like to see all of them, but some of them you really like. And it's, you know, this just sort of, 
a way to sort of take out all the hurdles between you seeing the ad and you getting more information that's you know relevant at the time that you want it. Um, yeah. Which of course you can do going online or you know. But see, that's that. That's a really interesting thing. I mean, what I would what I would hope to see is an extension of this. I, I think it's a uh, you know at its very base. I I really like the idea. You know, it's a it's an extension of the very much failed QCAT from years ago. This little USB scanner shaped like a. Uh, a cat that you would scan these, you know, funny kind of barcodes in advertisements, and supposedly they would bring up new information on the web. In that case, uh, you know, you'd have to be sitting next to your computer with your magazine, uh, with this hardware device in your hand. And this, you know, with Google Goggles, you're using your phone, which is already for many of us an extension of our hands anyway. Right. Um, and so scary, but true. Yeah, I mean, it makes a lot of sense to me. What I would like to see in your Vanity Fair example is I would love to see Condé Nast, uh, you know, as the publisher of Vanity Fair include Google Goggle enabled their content. Wouldn't it be great to be reading an article wow. and be able to take a picture Very of this cool. article and get a video backgrounder on on um, you know brought up directly on their website uh, on well, my and phone? Why wouldn't they want to do that? Because you know, I mean, obviously the publishing industry, which is struggling uh, the probably the most, um, yeah. uh, as, as this I don't know as our habits evolve, but. Uh, you know, you it's sort of one thing to say, hey, what a cool concept for a couple of companies with a few print ads. But if if I'm not already thinking, if I'm not making the connection, you know, that that as I'm reading a magazine, I ought to have my iPhone handy yeah. to get additional content. Right. I think you're exactly right. I think if they don't go in that direction then this may take quite some time to really catch on and be useful. Well, and, and uh, you know, I blacked out for just a few seconds there, so you may have said this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that happens to me a lot. It totally yeah. did. I'm so embarrassed. But but what I was just <laughs> thinking was, uh, and this is why, because my thought was clearly so important to me, uh, Wouldn't <laughs> as, an, as an advertiser, I would love to see the publisher taking this kind of a role. If I'm going to invest as an advertiser in goggle enabling right. my ads, I want the Try publisher again because you're really be, struggling with it i'm struggling fun. in a big way i want the the publisher to be conditioning readers that right. this is how content right. works now you can get yeah. more content through the article and through the ad and how cool is that uh to to see that sort of synthesis exactly um, so uh, anyway i think it's a really really cool thing and would love to see how clever uh, advertisers can can pull it together and, and um, next time i'm talking and you black out go ahead and say you know that you blacked out because it means that 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 would normally be Megan saying, yeah, "Guys, that's right. ramble." Yeah, I'm just going to start <laughs> beeping. Beep. So uh, we are running really short on time, but I, we have a couple of uh, a couple of just last uh, stories on the list here. We can buzz through very quickly. Yes. Yes. Uh, oh, Chevy, got to check out the new Chevy uh, uh, Chevy Runs Deep campaign. This is uh, just a hysterically funny uh, uh, PR offensive from Jeff Goodby uh, in the Huffington Post. We encourage you to read only because it is a great story about how quickly social media goes awry, uh, right. even when you have the best intentions. In this case, uh, Goodby's agency was selected as the ad agency for uh, Chevy's new campaign, the new Chevy Runs Deep campaign was uh was uh, uh well greeted poorly 
Uh, and this is from the article on Huffington Post. In the week before our first work was released, the Detroit Free Press leaked the new news that our theme line would be Chevy Runs Deep, which was immediately greeted as the, quote, worst theme line ever by car blogger Jalopnik.org, whose opinion was Facebooked and retweeted across cyberspace before a single piece of advertising had ever run. Uh, the uh, upside of the story is now that the advertising has run over the last uh, week, uh, it's actually gotten good reviews. And, uh, you know, it's definitely a rebranding of the Chevy brand. And I think, you know, the upside is it needed it. And the downside is I think people really want to see more about the cars and less about the brand. I think people are tired of the apology ads uh, from the car makers. Uh, but we'll see how that That's interesting. Out. And this this one just sort of follows up on that whole uh, Gap uh, logo from yeah. a month or two two months ago that uh, <clears throat> you know somehow something leaks or well I guess gaps was more deliberate and who knows exactly how deliberate but uh, y- you know uh, are, are you really getting good focus group feedback more or less when this stuff sort of leaks and, and spreads like wildfire and people have all these huge you know strong emotional opinions about your marketing right. Um, uh, and should you do anything about that or will it be sort of used or, uh, I'd say that's just, I mean, I think the key is what you said. I mean, it's just, it's just an example of how things can move so fast, uh, usually unintentionally, but, um, because, you know, if, if you've got the magic formula to intentionally making, making information spread really fast, then you're probably really rich. Well, and speaking of really rich things moving really fast. Twitter has changed the face of sports. Right. We don't talk about sports enough on this show, uh, I was thinking. And so (laughs) (laughs) we don't have a sports segment. Uh, So, yeah, uh, Buffalo Bills player Steve Johnson uh, dropped a ball. Um, Was this on Monday nights? Uh, Anyway. uh, Sad clown. (laughs) Yeah, dropped a catch. Poor guy. Um, But uh, apparently was not his fault uh, that it dropped it was god's and so after the game he went on twitter uh, and said i praise you 24 7 exclamation exclamation the 24 year old tweeted um and this is how you do me you expect me to learn from this how i'll never forget this ever thanks though <laughs> direct tweet to god right there because you know it makes perfect sense if god helps you win the game and you praise him uh, after you won the game and thank him then when you lose isn't that his fault too <laughs> right all right it makes perfect sense it makes perfect sense now <laughs> he uh this steven johnson i think he needs a, a little bit of a lesson on how to actually talk to god on twitter he did not use at god so god actually right. never heard right. him which may have right. been his problem all along now you'll notice if you go to twitter co- communication twitter.com slash god um, God uh, actually has 60,210 followers, and uh, his profile says, Hells yeah, it's me. You can email me at god at omnipotent.com. Uh, and uh, one of his latest tweets, uh, his Thanksgiving message to his 60,000 followers was, Happy Thanksgiving, followers. Today I'm thankful for being the supreme leader and for not giving raccoons opposable thumbs. <laughs> Now, I, I think of note, and this it. may be why Stephen Johnson had so much trouble, God is actually only following 1,930 people. Uh, mm, and so maybe right. he's, uh, maybe in fact, he's just busy. That is pretty selective, right? Yeah, the, pretty chosen, selective. The, the chosen. The chosen. <laughs> <laughs> the chosen people. Right. Okay. <laughs> oh, wow. Anyway, uh, information so spreads fast. It spreads and, fast, you know, especially when you're talking and to And when God. you're in a very uh, emotional uh 
if if your career is very emotional like that one it's sort yeah. of like you know when you're when you're drunk you shouldn't have access to twitter no you uh, should have to do math before you're allowed to tweet <laughs> right it should be the math yeah, goggles there should be a filter uh let's see a couple of of uh quick news updates uh uh, Groupon, we've talked about Groupon in the past, is is about to, I mean, possibly seconds away as we record this uh, from being purchased by Google. Originally, they said uh, the rumors were floating that it was um, uh, a purchase up to $6 billion, uh, according to, uh, I think, uh, according to Mashable, we, or TechCrunch this morning, I think we're up to, we're down to $2.5 billion, but we should know in the next day or so if Google's going to buy Groupon and, and at two and a half billion, still the largest purchase they would have ever made, yeah. or, or largest single business move. Yeah, yeah, is that right? Yeah, I think so. Uh, so that'll like be that. interesting to see how that plays yeah. out. Uh, Google's doing some really interesting things. Uh, Groupon uh, boutiques is a new uh, fashion uh, landing uh, area that you cannot tell is run by Google. It really looks like it's run by a fashion outfit uh, until you click on the help pages and you get those crappy Google help pages. Uh, so that and, and, and I'll just I'll say quickly about this that. Um, there are a lot of things about Groupon that I didn't know until this deal became apparent the last couple of days, uh, like how much it's worth, how fast it's grown, yeah. uh, how many transactions occur a day, what a what a huge contributor, uh, you know, to that sort of section of the the marketing economy. I guess. Um, wow. Uh, yeah, I you know wow. pushed by the pressure of a really struggling economy. Boy, were they in the right place at the right time. Yeah. Um, so well, anyway, the the other big news that we have is the freeway blocking Imperial Stars, which we reported on. Uh, uh, we reported right? as if we reported it, uh, right? Which, which we armchair quarterback. Yeah, a yeah. week later, uh, it looks like they have actually. They're the guys who who parked their moving van, moving truck in the middle of Highway 101 in Los Angeles to um, uh, play their to promote their song to promote their, their video. music. Uh, they have actually been charged with felonies. Uh, the defendants and, and, say and they... not for what they should have been charged for, which is making really horrible music. Right, but that's a felony. <laughs> right. I mean, they're t- they're talentless. Well, but, they yeah, said that this they... one angered a lot of people. They pulled their stunt to bring attention to the plight of homeless children. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, well, anyway, they have they, sure they have, did they have been charged, and so we'll see how they uh, they play <laughs> now that plays out. Uh, Facebook is sued for actually get this having privacy controls in place. Uh, so just when you thought uh, Facebook was uh, a, a bastion, the last bastion of sanity online, it turns out uh, that there is someone who is uh, crazier. Walker Digital. Uh, they actually <laughs> say that they have a uh, that they're the, the method and system for establishing and maintaining user controlled anonymous communications uh, is uh, surrounds this suit. They think there should be no privacy controls. I guess it's a very strange place. We'll post that in the show notes. And as our tool of the week in the last one minute that we have to talk, it is I think a, a landmark. <laughs> it app. is. I've been waiting. Have you? Uh, it, no. This is the uh, <laughs> this is the MySpace iPhone app. Wow, I know. they moved fast. <laughs> I mean, wow, <laughs> wow, wow! Three years. So get your oh, hands on that, man. Get your hands on that fast. We're creating quote the best experience for MySpace <laughs> mobile web users by taking the most compelling entertainment elements of MySpace.com and making them portable while simultaneously building yeah. a portfolio of independent mobile applications tailored specifically genius? to entertainment categories. Is it? This is a, this is a News really? Corp company, right? The My, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> the, the new MySpace mobile website is accessible 
today on iPhone, iPod Touch, Android, Palm, and select Nokia and BlackBerry devices. It's yeah, it's a novel idea. Celeb, celeb news, novel idea. Get it quick because uh, <laughs> you know MySpace itself is uh, is you know. Well, let's just say they've now ceded to Facebook their uh, their right. login tool. So we'll see if they can rebrand themselves. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if, if what happens to MySpace. It will. Uh, anything else we have to say uh, this week, Dane? No. I can't I'm... believe we actually got through everything that <laughs> we, was on the we list. Moved. We moved. Uh, the, uh, where can people find you? Oh, I, this is what I've been waiting for. I'm so excited uh, to let people know that soon <laughs> you'll be able to... Uh, uh, Go to mailperms.com. <laughs> <laughs> I just acquired the URL last night, so there's no website there yet. Uh, but I'm pretty excited. I wanted to just celebrate the mail uh, perm culture. Um, and in, in some ways, just kind of lament the fact that men just don't get perms like they used to. Um, so... It's pretty exciting. Uh, it, I couldn't believe it was available. I mean, ten bucks for a year. This is the first I've heard of this. This is the first Ma- I've heard. Of. I'm a little bit stunned. Mailperms.com. Now, mensperms.com was already taken. Ah. Uh, so anyway, mail. Well, I think you have a broader. You have a broader audience now. Mailperms could might just not even be men now. I mean, it could be, you know, cats. You could get a little perm <laughs> for your cat, or your right, long haired like a mammals. chow. A chow would be a good candidate for a pet uh, for a perm. Yeah, this this you know could could be a good meme. So uh, so male perms, are you, did, have you gotten at at male perms on Twitter yet? Or no, gosh, uh, I'm not moving to, as fast as uh, MySpace is moving. And, and Facebook.com/slash um, male perms, uh, you're going to need well, to. Get there it your, goes. If yeah. I don't, yeah, if I if I don't get those by the, the time next five minutes, because I may I may post this quick jow just to test you. Uh, <laughs> and they'll be gone uh, somebody right. will have them ha 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 uh, and you can find uh, me at uh, you know what I've been moving things around uh, I usually am at uh, fifthandmain.com but not not so now that points to uh, to my about.me page I don't know what's going to go up at Fifth and Main I'm, I'm working on it but I'm also blogging over at PeteWright.co and uh, you can learn more about this show at thenakedmarketers.com. Make sure to uh, visit there. Subscribe to the show in iTunes. It's the very best way to make sure you don't miss a single episode of Naked Marketing Hilarity. And uh, I think that's all we have and, to talk and, about. And good week. reminder there, by the way, I'm loving About Me. And so, yeah, you can find me at about.me slash Dane Christensen. That's such a useful thing. I, I was made such fun of about me when it when I first heard about it, but it is such a useful place. I've gotten so many comments from folks. I think who, it's great. It's a yeah, great little splash it is page a for great yourself. Splash page. So, uh, anyway, that's what we have to say. Uh, uh, thank you so much, Dane and uh, Megan. We miss you. This has been another week of the Naked Marketers. <laughs> <laughs>